Hello from the members of Royce City Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're blessed by this message today. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. You can learn more about our worship options, locations, and how to get plugged into the life of our church by visiting our website, RoyceCityMethodist.life. Today, we hear from our senior pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. So here we are. In between the season of Easter and Pentecost. It's called the Easter season. And and there was something that I really wanted to do this Easter season. And it really has to do with where where we are as as a church. It's something that I feel like that I really haven't been able to do for a long time. And that's dream. That's to, to see what it is that, that God is calling us to do as a congregation. That's why the title of the series is What's Next? What, what is next? What does God have for each and every one of us? Now, one of the answers that we have for that is a very simple and easy answer. God desires each and every one of us to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. That's why God came. That's why Jesus came, so that we can be be transformed, that we can live a a new life in and through him and allow that life to, to penetrate and to permeate every single thing we do as a church. But beyond that, what, what's next? H- how do we do that? I, I laugh. I, I, I meant to bring it in uh, this morning, but uh, we pull together uh, at the end of each year a what we call a narrative budget. And what the narrative budget does, it, it kind of takes a look at, at, at what we've done as a church, but also kind of gives an example of what we look for in the future. And, and I remember the narrative budget that we pulled together for 2020. We, we were so cute and clever for that one. We, you know, we had this, the glasses on there, you know, 2020 vision and everything. And, and if I remember right, I wrote kind of a, a, a thing of where I see Royce City Methodist Church five years down the road, 10 years down the road. And, and, and it, was, it, it was quite a document. But we all know what happened. Yeah, we, we, we shut down because of COVID. And for a while, it was just me, Tracy, and Richard, and then brought in the praise team here or there to, to do worship here and broadcast it out, which I'm thankful for that technology to be able to do. But, you know, my heart started to sink more and more and more. Just wondering, you know, just what next? What, what God is calling us to do, how, how are we going to accomplish that if we're not even gathering as God's people on a Sunday morning? And then other things happen. You know, denominational upheaval, uh, you know, uh, trying to decide where to land and all those type of things. And, and, and in the midst of all of this, there, there, there was a TV show that kept coming to my mind. 
and it was one of my favorite shows. I, I watch it every Saturday night as, I, as I'm getting ready to uh, get ready for, for church on Sunday morning. Uh, it's Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. And, and, and there was one season, I, th- I think it was their 10th year, uh, Mark Cuban is talking to a bunch of high school kids or college kids in an auditorium. And he says, there, there's this one question that you need to ask yourself. What's next? What's next? And of course, he's talking about business stuff and everything. But, but I'm, I'm sitting here thinking as a pastor of Royce City Methodist Church, what's next for us? What, what, what are we going to do to expand the gospel of Jesus Christ to a broken and hurting world? I, I, I see glimpses. You know, whether it's our, our, our small groups that we have meeting on Sunday morning or uh, throughout the week, whether it's a jam on Wednesday night or our youth ministry, the, the, those are little glimpses of, of what's next. And I see the, the energy and the passion that's behind it. I also see the energy and passion that's behind two of our, our signature ministries that we have. One is our Daily Bread Food Pantry. One that I am just so thankful that it has been serving people all the way through this and, 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 and poised to serve and do even greater things. We're, we're to a point now that we are serving 425 people a week. That's, you know, 45 to 50 families coming over to the small little house to get food. That's incredible. We, we started this new ministry called The Good Place. And, and, and while it's still at its infancy stages, it has made a huge impact. I know they had a, a, a sale yesterday, so I don't know what the numbers were there, but, but up until now, since they opened in July 2022, they have raised over $14,000. Now, in the month of December, it was really, really low, and while I was sitting at the board meeting, they were like, well, I don't know why December was so long. I said, I don't know why December was so long. That was the month y'all decided to give out vouchers for, for clients at our Daily Bread Food Pantry. And if I remember right, they, they sold or they gave away over $2,000 worth of merchandise at Christmas time. And I know they're planning on doing that again as uh, we get ready. You know, I know school's not over with yet, but looking ahead at back to school time, they'll, they'll do the vouchers there too just to help families who are in need and, and that money is going to help a little bit of what happened here at our church but also there's a plan to to share that money with other ministries within our community see that's what's next thinking because folks Roy city is growing Roy city is 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 moving and shaking and there is a lot of stuff i you know i i got here in 2016 and as I drive around Roy City, it is a vastly different city than when I got here in 2016. Looking at the schools as they prepare for this upcoming bond election, which you should go and vote for the bond. I will go ahead and say that here. I don't mind saying that. But, but, but they, are, they are planning ahead for, for the growth. When I, was here, when, we got, when I got here in 2016, the 2017-18 school year, there were 5,819 students. This school year, there were 8,575 students. And when we project out to 2032, 
the 2033 school year, there will be over 15,000 students in Royce City ISD. Our, our community is the sixth fastest growing community in the DFW for home closures. And there are more than 13,300 future home lots set aside here in Royce City. That's not even talking about Caddo Mills, Josephine, Fate, Rockwall, all of the growth that is happening in this area. A a and my question as a pastor is, what's next? How are we going to reach our community with the love and grace of Jesus Christ? What, what, what are we going to do as a church to let people know that this is a place where they can experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ and to share that love with others? So over the next five weeks, we're going to take a look at, at five different scripture passages. And these five different passages, I help think, will help us to see our task, our, our role, in, in how we can make sure that we are growing as disciples of Jesus Christ. We are transforming ourselves so that we can then go out and transform the world. I had a friend uh, send me a clip or video that I did a, a while, not, not too long ago, but it was with uh, the Remax, um, Denisha Denning. She was doing a, a Royce City thing, and I had the opportunity to, to be a part of that. And I remember one of the things that I said, you know, if the church is not making a difference in the community for the love and grace of Jesus Christ, then the church isn't doing its job. And I still hold to that. And I still firmly believe that. We need to be making a difference for the love and grace of Jesus Christ in our community. And if we're not doing that, if we're just sitting here in this building, then we're not doing our job. So the first area that I think that we need to really take a look at is that we must start with trust. Trust is so uh, vital when we talk about what it is that we need to do. This is from the 2019 Pew Research. This is 2019, so, so this is before the pandemic and everything. 79% of Americans have far too little or too little confidence or trust in each other. 79%. And I think that's probably have grown. I, I tried to find something more recent, but I couldn't. 64% says that America's level of trust in each other has been shrinking. And 58% says that it is very important that the levels of confidence or trust Americans have in each other needs to be improved. I tell you, that, that, that's a pandemic on its own level right there. The, the, the way that we don't trust in each other. So some of the reasons why that, that trust is not being fostered is that because of isolation. Because, because people are out for themselves and loneliness. Now, on the verse side of that, you have people trying to go ahead and blame. Oh, this is why we don't have trust. It's because people are lazy. People are greedy. People are dishonest. And people are untrustworthy. 
my friends, today I would have to give a different understanding of why we have a lack of trust. And for me, that understanding is that we as followers of Jesus Christ, we as a society have stopped trusting in God for our provision. Maybe it's because of, of, of what has happened over the past few years. We, we said, well, you know, if, if, if that they're saying, if it's going to be, it's up to me. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to have to make sure I'm the one doing it because other people are lazy. I can't trust other people or I'm so isolated that I have to do things on my own. But my friends, I think we need to start turning this around and we need to place our hope and trust back on God and allow God to provide for us. Our scripture is a reminder of that. From Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, I invite you to follow along with the words on the screen. It's a very simple and short passage. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. I think the very first thing we need to do as a church and as followers of Jesus Christ, we must begin to recapture the idea. And I say recapture the idea because I I think we've lost it. We need to recapture the idea that God can be trusted. Whatever you may be going through in your life right now, whatever experiences you may have, when we fail to place our our trust in God, then we're missing the boat. We're missing the opportunity to say, God, I need you to guide me and to lead me. I need you to to show me the way to go. All we have to do is take a look at Scripture so we can see how they placed their trust in God. I go all the way back to the book of Joshua. Tell you somebody who needed to have trust in God for for all that he was called to do. Being brought up to follow Moses of all people. The Moses who who freed the Israelites from from Egypt. The the Moses who who brought them to the brink of the promised land. And then then Joshua was was given the, the reins, if you will, and he brought the Israelites across the Jordan River. And it was a very amazing play. The water parted and, and the entire Israel just walked through. And, and as they gathered on the other side of the river, Joshua was told to gather 12 of the men from the tribes of Israel and bring them together. And, and when he brought them together, they were told to go out into the Jordan River and pick up a stone and, and, and lay it as an altar as a reminder 
that, that while things may have seemed dark, while, while things may have seemed dim, while, while things may have seemed to not be going the way that, that they would like them to go, God was there in their midst. And the people of Israel were able to look at those stones and know that they can trust in God because God saw them all the way through Egypt, all through the wilderness, and there they were in the promised land. So the question comes to me, what are some of the ways that we could look at God and see that we can trust in him? I think as one of the churches here in town, we have the biggest testimony of God's love and grace right here. And I think we miss it sometimes. And this is this building that we're worshiping in right now. Tell you whatever, I'm driving down 30 or even coming in on 66 and I see the bell tower here. You know what I see? I see the goodness of God alive in Royce City. I see the goodness of God providing and showing his provision in our lives. I see the goodness of God in the, in the lives and in the community around us, showing a beacon of hope and light. This building cannot be ignored in Royce City. It, it can be kind of dismissed, but, but, but you see it. What would it look like if, if we were to activate this property on the corner of Highway 66 and Josephine Street as a place where people can say, that is where God is moving? That that is when we, we take a look at the, 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 the work that is happening around this property. How can we be a part of that and know that we can move forward in the love and grace of Jesus Christ? But see, it starts with trust. It starts with trusting and knowing that God is there with us every step of the way. He, he never left the Israelites as they were coming across the wilderness. He was there with them in the most dark and desperate times of their journey. And my friends, God is here with us in the most dark and desperate times of our journey. So we move forward. Asking what's next. Saying, God, guide us and lead us as your church. So people can experience your love through us. But see, there's a, another part of this passage that I think is extremely important for us to remember. Not that only that we are to trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but chapter, verse 6, that says, in all your ways, submit to him. Submitting is hard. Or, or the, the, the other, other verses, translations say acknowledge God, but, but I like the word submit because it realizes and it recognizes that, that God is the one in control and not me. I can acknowledge things left and right all the time. 
I can acknowledge that the light was red, but I went through it anyway. Michael, don't do anything. I, I, I can acknowledge things that are happening ar ar around us. But when I take the time to submit to that red light, or when I take time to submit to God in everything that I'm doing, it's like I am recognizing that he is God and I am submitting to his authority in everything that I do. We, we, we don't like to submit to somebody else's authority. But my friends, the only way that we can get through this life is if we fully submit to what God is doing in and through us. And we share that love with others. Paul knew all about submitting. Paul was, uh, was somebody that, that had to, to suffer in prison. But while in prison, he wrote Philippines, which is an epistle of joy. How could somebody who is suffering in prison write a letter about joy? But Paul also wrote something else about submitting to God. And this is a passage from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, where he writes, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in this hope of the glory of God. Not only so, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There's a sharp juxtaposition here. We are to give God uh, our, our, our trust in him when we are filled with the hope of the glory of God, but also we take glory in our suffering. We take glory in God when, when things are amazing and wonderful in our lives, but when things aren't so good, we also take the opportunity to give thanks to God because we know that those moments help us grow. It's easy for us to ignore God in those moments where, where, where things are great in our lives, just as it is easy for us to blame God when things aren't so good in our lives. But, but, but Paul says, we take all of this, holding on and trusting in God who will see us through, and by the grace of the Holy Spirit that has been given to each and every one of us, we can then grow. We can then see that, that God has never abandoned us. God strengthens us. God guides us so that we may be a beacon of his love and grace for others. My friends, when we take the opportunity to glory in the goodness of God, 
through hard times or bad times. When we allow the, our trust in God to be the first thing that, that helps us move day by day, we can ask that question, what next, with confidence, knowing that God will guide us and lead us into his kingdom that he has established right here and right now. Let us pray. Dear God, I think sometimes it's easy to ask the question, what's next? But if we fail to ask this other question, how do I place my trust in you? The what next doesn't matter. Because God, we need you in our lives, shaping us, molding us, moving us to be faithful witnesses of your grace. So God, I just pray for those who are here or those who are hearing this message, that if there is something in their life that is blocking them from trusting fully in you, that you remove that obstacle right now. You remove that, that, that trial that is in their life or, or that, that thing that is help, that's keeping them from focusing on you and focusing on them. That way they can see that you desire to be deeply involved in their lives. That you want them to, to have a transformed heart and a transformed life that shares your love with others. Open us all to your grace so that we may see you moving before us and sharing your goodness with others. So Lord, we lift this prayer up to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.